All right, here we go. Ready? Okay. You sure you're ready, Hassan? Uh, let me just text my mom real quick. Are you recording? Yeah, I think we should be recording while he's texting his mother. Hey. Let me know when you're ready. And good. Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast, a multi generational discussion of movies. Welcome to the party, pal. I'm Ralph Quartucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Al Burt. I'm John Quartucci. Well, welcome to the podcast, everybody. And we got a special one today. I think Al kind of gave it away a little bit with his name, Al Burt. I'm going <laughs> to play a little intro here, get us into the mood. Obviously, once you hear the song, you'll know the movie that I have brought to this lovely group as I try this. Oh, yes. Yes. Stand by. So we don't get sued. I'm going to stop it. Okay. Oh, man. Just getting to the good part. I know. You just Can triggered tell out me... the YouTube algorithm there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get knocked off right away. Can anybody tell me the movie I picked? Oh, oh, wait. Sorry. It's behind my head. <laughs> I was about to say, it doesn't seem to be as secret as you usually know. No, I'm actually, I chose the sequel. No, this is Smokey oh. and the Bandit. I have brought this to the table. Um, the our... Citizen Kane of the Smokey and the Bandit movies. This is the Citizen Kane of the three. Of the three. Of the three. Yeah. yeah. Um, or is it the Citizen Kane of the redneck genre? This didn't start the uh, redneck deliverance. genre, right? Well, Deliverance. Okay. There's too much rape in Deliverance. We're getting off It is course. kind of rapey. It's like a John Hughes film from the 80s. Well, what year was Gator? Was Gator before this? Yes. Because yes, this Gator is where was before Gator this. Was... Al, Needham. Yeah. Al Needham and him met on Gator, I think, or before that. So yeah. the redneck thing's been around for a while. This is the one that crossed over from redneck to whatever non-redneck society is, which is whatever. Because they didn't expect this to play in New York, and it was a huge hit in New York. Mainstream. It went mainstream. went crazy. Did we actually say what the – oh, we did say the film. Well, we said – we saw it. We played a little – so Smokey and the Bandit. Now, I'm going to say three words that were very important for me in this movie. One, Burt Reynolds, huge man crush. Two – Sally Field, huge woman crush. Still have it, actually. Three, Trans Am, huge car crush. Now, I was not a big car guy, but this movie put the Trans Am over the top. Yeah. And, John, I don't know if you remember, but one of my classmates had the actual actual Trans Am that was starred in the movie. And we had a tomato red gremlin. That's right. So (laughs) we were on the same level. Yeah, so we were there. So... Now, I'm wearing my natural light hat because I didn't have a Coors hat. So I look like a NASCAR, whatever. Uh, Devotee. I think I'm wearing, I'm wearing my Chris Lloyd from um, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Brown. Hair. And how does that relate to Smoking the Bandit? Oh, you'll find out. Okay, can't wait. And Al is, grew this mustache. I don't know if grew is the right word, but has yeah, started a mustache. Tur- He's got the turquoise going on. That's right. He's got the turquoise. So those are my three. We'll get into this movie, but those are three very important things for me. There's a whole bunch of information I want to lay out, but we'll start with Sean. Give us your first your impressions of this film. Well, I got to say, um, this is one I did not see in the theaters the year it came out. That's a shock. I first you. saw this one on Super 8 
a condensed Super 8 version. <laughs> oh, wow. 20-minute version of it's how I first saw it. Subsequently saw it a million times, but that's how I first saw it. This is Wait, Was it just of, cut down to action scenes? Yeah, it was, yeah, and it was a very good cut down, you know, and a very good color, too. Super 8, I thought, looked better than VHS as it came along later. So, um, no, this was, um, this was the king of those movies, you know. It's two charismatic stars at their peak, you know, Bert at his peak and Sally Fields, she peaked in this movie. And she didn't peak in this movie, but if you look at it, she was mainly a TV star. Her career, you know, I hope she's not watching, but it didn't seem like she had just done Sybil, which was very serious, that miniseries, if you remember it. Yeah. I think she got really good reviews on this, but after Gidget and um, The Flying Nun, you know, I think this is the film that made her a movie star. I don't think there's any question about it. It put her on. Fabulous. Yeah. And I hope she's watching because I still have a huge crush. Yeah, so do I. I had pictures of her in my wallet. I had. I was going to ask her to the junior prom. I mean, I fell in love you with her. You could still ask her to the junior prom. Probably. Now. And, uh, yeah, she had just come off Sybil. And, frankly, she wasn't sure she wanted to do this movie because it seemed a little slight from the script. And she wasn't the only one that thought the script was slight. Bert thought the script was slight. But he did it for his friend Hal, which we'll get into a little bit later. His friend Hal Needham. So, well, it wasn't I'm really sorry. a script. Right. It was it an wasn't idea. It wasn't really a script. That's why it was slight. It was an idea. So, well, Sean, well, is there any, Hal, anything else Hal. you want to Oh, you're done. Okay, Al? Oh, no, yeah, I'll, I'll wait till we get to Al Burt? Well, this is the, uh, the first time I've seen this movie. Uh, I have not see. seen beautiful. I have not seen any of the Smoking Bandit wow. movies. I've wow. I know them. I know who's in them, but I've never watched one. Uh, I did enjoy this movie. I enjoyed all the car work. Uh, I enjoyed. I I like the relationship between uh, the Bandit and Snowman and uh, Frog. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think I didn't enjoy jackie gleason that much because it was too it was too much i don't know i mean i just from what i you know had you seen him in anything else other than this have you seen him in anything wasn't he in the honeymooner he was in the honeymooners right i think he was in the honeymooners i mean the jackie gleason show yeah Yeah. but no i've never really seen jackie gleason in many things not even in nothing in common with tom hanks no i didn't see that tom hanks dying father he played his dad. He was also How in the, about the Hustler. Hustler. The Hustler, right. That's the one with Paul. I Lee. haven't seen the that pool. either. Yeah. Have you, okay. So you hadn't seen Jackie Gleason in much. Yeah. So he's a little over the top of everything he does. The Honeymooners was over the, you know, what, to the yeah. moon, Alice? Well, I, yeah, yeah I, I guess I, I see why they did that because Smokey is really cool and calm and like he's like the cool guy and you want to contrast him against the idiot cops and you want to make all the cops look like the 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 stupid villain type characters let's let's back up but, a step i'm sorry sean do me a favor give us a real quick synopsis of the movie what what was the thread what okay, was the well, here here here's the, the plot is very simple it starts at a um truck rodeo where all the best gear jammers are competing in various contests smoky uh, played by burt reynolds is sort of a legend he's approached by big enos and little enos played by um Pat McCormick, who is a legendary character, though he's not really seen much in movies. And um, who is the other guy, the little singer? Paul Williams. Song Paul Williams, who is really short. Pat McCormick is really tall, though. And um, they ha- and they've been betting truckers that they can't get um, 
you know, a load of um, Coors Light from Not Coors Light. Um, Coors. No, Coors. Coors. Just sorry. regular Coors. Sorry, nowadays people drink the Coors Light. <laughs> um, from Texarkana to Georgia. And 900 miles. Up, yeah, 900 miles? In 18 hours. Right. But the main problem is, is that Coors could not be transported east of the Mississippi because of a lack of um, preservation. Yep. Yeah, pasteurization. pasteurization. And so it was considered bootlegging. That's right. right. So if you got caught, you were going to jail. And they and they bet him eighty thousand dollars. So he brings his old partner in, played by um, Jerry, Jerry Reed, Reed, the singer, guitar player, session guitar player, and um, there and they go to get the beer. And on the way back, he picks up a runaway bride, played by Sally Fields, who is running away from the son of Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason's a Texas um, sheriff, and his son is also in law enforcement. And they chase him all the way back to Georgia. It's a big, it's a big car chase, um, car wreck film, directed by a stunt man who was known for his car stunts. This first, first movie him. directed, right? Yeah, and I think he wrote the script in. Um, he did. Burt Reynolds' house or something, or right. school. So they were. He was friends with Burt Reynolds, and Burt gave him this break, and it was the second most successful film of the year. Does anyone remember what was the more the only other Star one? Wars? Star I do Wars. remember. This okay, was so two to Star Wars in 1977. So it's a, it's I a did see Star Wars that year. It's a car chase movie. Al, was there anything else you wanted to add? Romance. Since you, the uh, first, I, since you've the, seen the, it for the, the first thing, time, I, I guess the one other thing that I found really interesting was how the, like the cops were, overtly racist, whereas like, Burt Burt well, Reynolds and Snowman, they they were friendly with other people of different races. So it it kind of. Uh, made like i guess the normal redneck not look racist in co- compared to the uh the cops i guess I, I that's what i found interesting okay of how they portray that all right we'll start <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about that because i thought only jackie gleason's character buford t justice was overtly racist yeah but he's a, he's a sta- he's a stand-in for the police i mean well yes but he was the only one he made the same joke in this movie that walter Matthau made in uh uh, taking the Pelham one two three when he finally sees the guy he was on the radio with, yeah. he uh, finds no, out he's African American. Thought you'd be taller. I thought you'd yeah. be taller. Yeah, Matha said, "I thought you'd be. Sh- you sounded shorter on the radio." Yeah, John, they couldn't steal it. Well, give me your little synopsis. Well, I'll just tell you. Uh, so I saw the movie in the movie theaters in '77. I didn't realize until I just watched it that I've never seen the whole thing since then. I've seen bits and pieces of it. So it was kind of it was kind of interesting to watch it from start to finish and remember some of the scenes. But for 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 the type of movie it was, uh, I thought it was great. Ninety minutes, you shut your brain off, no big deal, right? And like uh, like you already said, Sean, this was at the height of Burt Reynolds' power. He was the number one box office in the world. So to see him in at, with all his power before he had all the issues with his health and everything, and Sally Fields, the reason why this was a big thing for her is. Between the flying nun and Sybil and Gidget, no one saw her as a sexy woman. And this movie made her very, very sexy. And that I she was pretty sexy as Sister Burrell. As, as, oh, that's, yeah. Well, <laughs> those those winged hats were very sexy. But but because I like Sally Fields, but you never looked at her that way till this movie. She was you know she was hot. She was hot in the movie. And as far as. Uh, what I really appreciated about this movie watching it now is you look at all these movies with car chases 
and a big chunk of them were CGI. Yeah. And to see practical car chases and all the stuff they did, it just makes you appreciate Hal Needham, especially a guy who never directed a movie. Like he even said, he goes, you know, I, I did a lot of second unit for my stunts, so I knew where the camera should go. He didn't really understand character and all that other stuff, but I think they just, that's why they just kind of ran with it. And, and you talked about the slight script. You could tell how much of this movie was ad-libbed because a lot of the line readings, the other actor would laugh like it was the first time they heard it. So you could tell that they were ad-libbing a lot. And it didn't matter because the script really didn't matter, right? It was, it was a car chase. It was getting from point A to point B. It was uh, the relationship between Jerry Reed and Burt Reynolds and, and Burt Reynolds and uh, Sally Fields. But as far as the sheriff, I think you're missing the point of, of it, uh, Al. It's Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. That was the whole point of that. So, well, and he was a racist pig. But, but he was, but he was a character. Well, Coyote and, was racist, too. And he was trying to, and, and they were making fun of the racist pig. It wasn't like they were taking I, it seriously. 100%. But he was, he was incredible in the movie, and, and he was a big part of the success of the movie. That's why he was in the two sequels, and in the third one, it was all, really all about him. So, Smokey is the bandit. That's what they Smokey were trying to do, that, yeah. That's right. So I, I, for what it was... I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it, it, it spoke to the time, especially CB radios, truckers, all that other stuff. All right. But let again, me jump. It, it was the height of their, it was the height of Burt Reynolds stardom. Well, let me talk about that. We can't do a Roger Ebert section because Roger did not review this movie, probably because it was such a slight movie and not, not enough he, gravitas. But, but he does slight movies. He, he reviewed everything. I don't get Probably that. early on, he was probably a little more, you know. Selective? So or he was on vacation that week. Maybe. Wait, wasn't he too busy writing uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls or whatever? That, Maybe. that could have been that weekend. All right, so I want to talk about a couple of things that John brought up. One is the height of Burt Reynolds. This started his height. He, he was number one from 1978 to 1982. Okay, so this movie came out in 1977. So this started his ascension. Okay, I'm going to show you the scene from the movie that sold the movie for everybody who saw this, including myself. And, it, and this, is, this is the scene probably that started Burt Reynolds on this uh, trek to number one. See if I can do this cleanly for you guys. Um, what you a minute. guys, what scene, they think it, what, what scene do you think it is? You yeah, guys? take a guess. <laughs> if you I'll say the bridge jumping scene. I don't okay. know. Sean? Um, Looking at Sally Field's butt while they're driving. <laughs> now, speaking of that, Burt Reynolds is uh, the no, one who... No, can I say what I really think? Please do. See where he evades the cop in the Trans Am, then he pulls up and looks directly into the camera. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Breaking okay. the fourth wall. You are good. Hang on, here we go. I just want to show it because I just love this scene. And it's just it's the whole movie for me. That's it right there. That's That's a wink to the audience. Okay, now, here's the interesting thing about that scene. Burt Reynolds, that was not his idea. Really? That was Hal Needham's idea. And he asked Burt to do it. Burt does it. Burt wasn't sure he wanted to do it. 
and he says to the director, hey, what are you trying to do, break the fourth wall? And Hal Needham says, what are you talking about? What's the fourth wall? <laughs> so <laughs> he didn't even know what that was. He just knew the charm that this guy had because you're right. He lived with Burt Reynolds because he lived at his house for eight years because he got a divorce and Burt asked him to move in with him, spent eight years with him. The two guys in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Leo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, yeah. based on these two guys. Their relationship, oh, really? yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Tarantino was, he, he used Burt Reynolds. As a matter of fact, the scene at the, at the end of that movie where they replace Leo and the FBI, like when he jumps out of the pickup truck, that's an old Burt Reynolds FBI uh, show. So, and Burt Reynolds was supposed to be, or somebody playing Burt Reynolds was supposed to be in that movie. And um, they, they, they cut it out. Actually, I think it was James Marsden was playing Burt Reynolds. And they removed the scenes out of the movie. Burt Reynolds was also supposed to, also supposed to be the Bruce Dern part. You're right. The, yeah. the spawn, the spawn yeah. ranch. So that okay. relationship between Hal Needham and Burt Reynolds was very important. So when, when Hal came to him with this script, Burt's like, this is, this, is a, this is a Saturday afternoon movie if you want to watch it in the rain. It's like eating Chinese food. You're going to want to see a movie an hour later. That's the script. But it was his charm and, and Burt Reynolds' decision to go after Sally Field because he said smart is sexy and he put her on the in the stratosphere and it put Burt Reynolds on the stratosphere. And that smile that you just saw is why. You know, it's funny because that was a scene my wife who had never seen the film all the way through singled out. She goes, why did they, did the director know he was going to do that? Cause she just felt it was, you know, breaking the fourth wall was kind of odd in that movie at that time. But I'm like, Oh, they had it all planned out. You could tell by where the camera was and where the car stopped. Yeah. But it had nothing to do with Burt. This was not an app. This was not like an ad lib. This was, a design shot. This design, was. and the crew loved it, and that's why Bert was like, "Are you sure you want to put this in?" And they they made the right decision. Yeah. So yeah. So from seventy eight to eighty two, he was number one, partly because I mean, of his hits before this. He was in Longest Yard. Yeah. He made big, Spider-Man, you know, not huge hits, but Deliverance was a very serious one for him. He should have won the Oscar probably for that one. I thought yeah. he was well, great in that Longest Yard, the original Longest Yard, not the. Adam we don't Sandler. talk. That's like Voldemort. We don't make Michael, even though he's in that one. Um, you know, he had done the Gators and all that other stuff. So well, he had been too about Longest Yard. It was really his character was very serious. Everyone seems to think Longest Yard was a comedy because of some of the, the football stuff and all, but it was really a dark kind of a dark. Yeah, setting. yeah. There was, well, yeah, dark, there are really dark things in it. Yeah, uh, but he well, he punches his girlfriend. Actor. He punches his girlfriend at the beginning of that movie. Yeah. yeah. Which is why he gets in the chair, why he gets arrested. I mean, you know. Well, and the way, we need... the way they killed caretaker. Oh. Right. That's why we need Wojo here to give us a little female perspective, but oh well. Wojo, was, Wojo said she was accepting um, uh, Smokey and the Bandit as a product of its time, you know. So. Well, like Slapshot. Yeah, exactly. Like well, Slapshot. That was no Slapshot. <laughs> now, let me say this. The other one he had that helped with this. By the way, I just want to say Wojo. Tried to make it today, but she couldn't for some for legitimate. She'll be back. She'll be back. I told her we're the saving. Son will be back as well. Yes, we're saving them both a place on here. They're not gone. Anyway, what I keep trying to say is he had a long run on Johnny Carson as well. Oh yeah. Okay? So people knew him. They saw him. He was very affable on that as well. And I think this movie just hammered that home. And um, like I said, kept him number one for, what's that, five years, 78 to 82? Someone do the Let's math. Let's not quick. forget the play, your old centerfold, too. 
Oh, that's right. He did the Playgirl. Yeah, well, when was that? That was not. That was early seventies, wasn't it? That was early seventies. Yeah. yeah. Well, we also he'd been around for a long time. He was also an athlete at the, I think Florida State. He was in he gun had been gun yeah, smoke, gun westerns. Smoke. That's what Scott I mean. The Leo... or something, wasn't that a movie? So he had been around a while. That's why yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio's character, I think, is really based on Burt Reynolds and, and his, you know, how long he was in the business. So, I mean, that's what I just wanted to hit on those. And like I said, Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, oh, my God, this definitely put her on the map. She was just, it, I, I, like I said, I still have a love affair for her based on well, this Well, plus movie. on film, they were falling in love. Yeah. I mean. Eventually they did. and They fell in love during yeah. this movie. You can yeah. see it as the relationship yeah. developed. So. She was great. Yeah. And Trans Am sales went up 700% because of this movie. Yep. Can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think, you I know, that's I want to know how many axles they broke. During they the, had, the I read they had three or four, they only got four they cars. Had, I think. They only gave them four. And they when gave it could, them that, 10 for the sequel. Right. But only four for this. That bridge that you were talking about, the bridge? Yeah. They broke that Trans Am on that, uh, <laughs> On that I'm landing, <laughs> and and that other when they go through the bushes and the football, oh. they almost killed all those kids. The yeah, stunt driver, they thought they ran over kids. Yeah, so this would have been a Twilight Zone. This would yeah. have been a different podcast if that had happened. Yeah. Because the grass was all wet. Yeah, on the field. So I mean, a lot of things hit right with this movie. Blood. What's that? It was wet with blood. <laughs> we talking about Twilight Zone or this one? Both. Oh. Well, there's no blood. They didn't hit anybody. They missed all the kids. The kids wanted to do it again. No, yeah. Jerry Reed was bleeding in that one scene. Yeah. Oh, would he get beat up? Out of left oh, field. Jerry Reed was very good in this. You know what? I will say this. Out of all the people that were driving trucks and on CBs, he was the only one that looked like he could have really done it. Yeah. The rest of them, even the way they were talking on the CB, he looked yeah. very natural. I liked him a lot in this. Well, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I, I've been on a Twin Peaks kick lately and the waiter who serves um kyle mclaughlin his milk after he's shot that old guy who serves him the warm milk he's actually one of the truck drivers in this movie and i noticed him the bald one yeah the bald one and uh, i looked him up and he's an uncredited driver in this movie so alec baldwin or what what do you mean bald one bald he's bald one The bald one. Yeah. Geez, I tell a joke. You guys have to explain. (laughs) Oh, that was that was a joke. You know what? I'm done. No more jokes. Yeah. I'm just gonna. I'll just keep the ball rolling. Yeah. Did you guys notice all the Dukes of Hazard? uh, um, The cop, the motorcycle cop, uh, who got stuck in the water. That was uh, Anus from uh, Dukes of Hazard. Sonny Schroyer. Tom Wolpat was in this too. No, Schneider was. Oh, Wolpat. I, I read, I read he, was in the bar, he was in the bar scene, but I didn't see him. And also, uh, the guy who played Cooter was also in it. But I didn't, and I was looking that guy's in all his movies. That guy's in all his movies, but also, uh, his uh, Burt Reynolds' real name is Bo, which in Bo Dukes Duke. of Hazard, it was yeah. Bo and Luke Duke. And well, and uh, Boss Hogg was supposed to be Jackie Gleason. Yeah, so. that makes sense. And Jerry Reed wrote this song in one night, Eastbound and Down. Now, in the movie, I swear – go ahead, Sean. I was about to say I was freaking out because it's been a while since I saw it. And when they're going to Texarkana – That's what I was just going to say. It was – I was like, wait a minute. Have I been wrong about this song all my life? Me too. Even the clip Westbound you showed, it said Westbound. The clip yeah. you showed, it said Westbound and Down. Yes, but the song is Eastbound. They never That's say right. Westbound in the song. Right. Only yes, in the movie. They do say, yeah, only in the movie. 
Right. In the movie, right. the song is when they're going west, they're saying westbound, and east when they're going east. It's so the amazing. story is he played it. He he wrote it the night before. He played it for Hal Needham. Hal Needham stopped him halfway through it, and he go. Oh, he must hate it. He goes. So you want me to write something else? He goes. If if you do that, I'll f and kill you. It's perfect. And that was it. And, and he it went sang, to he sings number... three other songs in it, right? I think yeah. so. Legend, yeah. The opening well, I think song. somebody else sings one of them, but he wrote all the songs. And it went to number two, country, I guess. Yeah. Now, there's an interesting thing that happens, and I didn't get the time code where this happens, but there's a U-turn that they do when they're going against the running, chasing, running away from the police, where they make a U-turn on a um, median on a highway, and I swear to you, they dropped in the Star Wars theme. I didn't hear that. I'm telling you, I'm going to find it. There's a little chunk of it where I can hear the Star Wars theme. I swear I'm going to find it. it. At the end of the podcast, because I'm going to need to see that one. I'm going to find it, and I will send it to you I did not hear that. It's it's in there. I think it's Star Wars. Because this was the the second. Star Wars was number one, Money Wise is number two in 1977. Which, which if if, in, in looking, I knew it was a hit. I didn't realize it was the number two movie behind Star Wars. I would have, if you bet me ten thousand bucks, I would never, I would never have said that. Oh, this was this was a monster. I mean, this was, you know, it was, you know, you have two actors, you know, and they're just un- utterly charismatic, you know, with a very good supporting cast behind them. You know, this was. Um, who cares if there was a script or not? You know. It seemed all to work. <laughs> well, plus he's on the opposite end of the spectrum from Star Wars. Yeah. So, well, it was lightning in a bottle. Yeah, because of everything you just said. They thought it was only going to play in the South, right? Mm-hmm. So they do a movie preview in New York City, and boom, it just goes through the roof. You know, you they, know, Ralph. There are rednecks everywhere. They're just not confined to the South. Uh, I am. I consider myself not a redneck, and I love this movie. So I, I think that has nothing to do with it. I think yeah, it's I don't universal think you have to be a redneck to enjoy this movie. No, I, I don't, don't, either, and, I don't and, either, but I, I don't think you should say, oh, I don't think people should say, oh, only rednecks are in the South because there are, there's a whole central Pennsylvania area that is called Pennsylvania for a reason. Right. But cars and what you saw, I mean, come on. There were movies well, they that made, are, They made a point. Manhattan. Now, when I see the movie Manhattan, I think of New York when I see that movie, yeah. right? But I mean, that but New York is everywhere. They addressed it at one point when they were talking about music and she's mentioning Sondheim and all this Broadway stuff. He's given country and they don't recognize it. And he says, you know, it all depends on which part of the country you're standing on. So how, that was kind of, yeah, I loved it. I mean, that well, was this great. started his cannonball run stuff. This started all the stuff where he puts all his friends in the, in the movies, Dom DeLuise, Roger. You look at all these people that are in Cannonball Run. These are all people that wanted to work, just be in a movie with Burt Reynolds. That's what he. That's yeah, what but it was. Created. Don't you think it was like the Rat Pack movies? The script didn't matter. The plot didn't matter. They just looked like they were having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and what his made it fun. Now, I have to say, researching this, looking at those sequels that came out, almost made me retroactively say I hated Smoking the Bandit, just based on their sequels, because. You know, it's like, what do you guys do? I know why they did it. Obviously, it's for money. And they tripled the budget on the second one. Yeah, but the third one with, with, with Buford T. Justice is the bandit, maybe or not. And they yeah. throw in that cameo of Burt Reynolds at the very end just to get him in the picture. It just almost made me hate the, the other movie. Luckily, I didn't. I stuck with it. I haven't even, I never saw those two. I don't even know they existed, to be honest. I, I saw no the idea. second one. I never saw the third one. Never saw it. 
I only saw some of the third one once on some cables channel. Yeah. It did not hold my interest. Yeah, it's a tough but now let's talk Canada about Fall run two. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, one, um, you know, you can't you can go with it, but have you did you guys see that Burt Reynolds movie that came out maybe three, four years ago about a group of people who invite an old actor, basically based on Burt Reynolds, to come and talk at one of their film festivals. And it was Burt Reynolds playing the old actor, obviously. And he does a whole scene where he's sitting in the Trans Am in place of Sally Field talking to young Burt Reynolds. Oh, really? I did not see that. It's really weird and kind of fascinating. It's basically Burt Reynolds playing himself uh, as an aging old actor and what happens to people in Hollywood. It's a pretty interesting movie. I'll, again, after the podcast, I'll get the title for you. But uh, when I give you that Star Wars clip that's in the movie, he must have me. really respected the director. A lot of the actors won't revisit themselves like that, you know. In a well, movie. he this was this was literally, I think, the last movie he had done before he passed away. He loved this movie. He loved this movie, making well, this movie. Yeah, he says uh, I saw an interview with him at some car. It was a it was a cable show car thing, and they asked him what car do you regret selling out of all the cars he's had in his life, and he said I I. I'm sorry I sold that Trans Am because he was supposed to get another one from the studio. No, from and, the from from Pontiac or from whoever. Yeah, but it was through the studio. The studio right. was going to give it to him, and uh, a couple of years went by, and he didn't want to be a diva, so he didn't say anything. Well, he finally went to them and asked about his car, and apparently the the executive who said he could have it wasn't there anymore, so he never got it. Yeah, and they they I mean, you said how much did sales go up on those cars? Seven hundred percent. I mean. Uh, can you imagine? And it's they're yeah. still around. I think I just saw a show where they were <clears throat> someone had one, you know, the original, whatever the original was, make of that one in the in the movie. My friend had it. We were driving around yeah. in high school in that car. Jesus. So, uh, Al, I noticed you had the turquoise. Oh yeah, he's okay. got the turquoise going yeah. on. Now he wears a watch. He wears a watch with a turquoise uh, band on it. He'd say he did another movie that year called Semi Tough. Have you guys seen Semi Tough? Yeah, yeah. Jill, Jill Clayborn. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing that, and it's ridiculous, I know, but he's wearing that watch in that movie, too. I just Didn't it. he have a ring, too? Didn't he have a turquoise ring? He, yeah, I don't, have he one did. I don't yeah. have one big like that. Yeah. But, you know. It's a nice ring. <laughs> you got a stand in. I like it. I like that your hat matches the, the ring, though. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there you go. You got to back up just a little so we get the full effect. This yeah. is, uh, this is, that, that's nice. This so is I, I guess, like, my, my real exposure to Burt Reynolds, like, I never watched him on Evening Shade, and I know he was doing like not great movies like cop and a half in the nineties. I never saw that, but like the real, the full, the full experience of Burt Reynolds that I had was boogie nights. That was like the first one that I really saw him in as an actor. And he was great in that. Yeah, Yeah. he was, but that's not Burt Reynolds. No. Um, yeah, and I was interested in that movie for other reasons because I was like 17 at the time. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can't imagine what that would be. Yeah. The cinematography that yeah, you got the did? stash yeah. going too, so it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Al is doing a thin. Uh, oh, yeah, and of course, I, what I was going to say is, of course, Celebrity Jeopardy when Norm MacDonald dressed up as uh, <laughs> Burt Reynolds as Turd Ferguson. Yeah. Norm <laughs> that, does that, a great. That's really my. Yeah, uh, that's his theme. And Norm does a great seventies. That's the seventies Burt Reynolds. That's what he's but doing. But he was he was a staple on all the talk shows. He used to date uh, Dinah Shore, so he was on her show all the time. And he was on Johnny Carson all the time. I mean, he was he was in the seventies. He was it. 
there's that favorite famous Carson clip where he shoved shaving cream down his leather pants or something. There's some he's he was down all Carson's over. leather pants or his I think no Bert. Someone put it down Bert's pants. Down Bert's. Okay. Yeah, it's like Classic. Carson wearing leather pants. No, Johnny was not wearing leather pants. <laughs> no. But it just shows it was it was uh, his personality shined through everything he did, and I think these movies really hit it. Then he goes on to do Hooper with his yeah. girlfriend Sally Field. He did The End with Sally Field. Um. Both pretty good movies. I love Hooper. Hooper's another good one. That I, that's a that's a serious with a little comedy thrown in. You have that on Laserdisc, don't you? I do. I own Hooper as well. I own Paternity as well. That's oh another movie God. he did. That may not be one of his better, but still, it's Burt Reynolds. I could watch him. Like I said, watch him shave, do whatever. I'll watch him do anything. Uh, did you guys see the end? I, I did. Yeah. The end. The end of the movie is the best part of it. Right. When he talks himself out of it. What are right. you doing? And the guys. <laughs> Get back. Tom DeLuise comes to get him. And Sally was super sexy in that one. She played his bored girlfriend. She was great. Um, and then, of course, is Sharky's Machine, another classic, Bert, which I love. Yeah. With Brian and Keith. And to go downhill around that. Yeah, he was, you know. Well, he, well, after he made the movie with Clint Eastwood and got hurt, he, he started he, getting on the Vicodin. That's yeah, when everything that's changed. That's what probably affected him. Everything yeah. changed for him then. It's a shame because um, – Sharky's Machine was the first uh, one he did without his toupee. Oh, really? Yeah. That's to show he that. was a serious actor. Well, he tried Deliverance. You know, he had the same look he had in Deliverance in 1972. Yeah. yeah. And that didn't go well for him. From the, I mean, it went well. It was a good movie, but he didn't get any honors or accolades. I mean, he was... Well, you know, I, I have... I also have a uh, toupee on today oh, to go, go with the uh, Burt Reynolds theme. Oh, nice. But for some reason, it, the charm just isn't quite where Burt's was. No. We'll work on that a little bit. I'm sure yeah, it's going to come. So. Yeah, I guess so. All right. I'm, I'm Maybe I need to get a better toupee. I don't know. Maybe I'll have Kara shove that's some shade the e- That's the evening shade toupee. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. So, but I mean, culturally. Is, is, um, is, you know, is filmography and it's sort of like i'm trying to figure out when i gave up on him and um you know he's a bit player and a player i did see cop and a half you know i yeah god which was uh, city lights with eastwood was i mean i saw strip tease but that was awful he was funny in strip tease yeah i saw meet wally sparks but i think i didn't see it for him <laughs> wally sparks i, I forgot I about that movie after that i don't think i saw him in the theaters after boogie nights yeah he did 184 uh, movies the longest the long no he made a ton of movies after that i saw um what is it um that one that you know God. he was in uh the, the longest the yard with remake yeah you know with uh what's his uh, name? then he made those movies heat they were all one word titles yeah um, but his stuff. Listen, they were in, all passable. They were in the seventies. He was a movie star. Yeah, right. I mean, that's what he was. And it, and even today, is there anybody comparable to him in the seventies? No. I don't think so. And the other thing, like when he looked at the camera, he was saying, "Look, I'm not this character. I'm Burt Reynolds." Mm-hmm. That's what it was, right? He wasn't playing somebody else. I so remember me from Johnny Carson. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I was on top for so long. The movie yeah, I was talking I, I about. I think that's true. The movie I was talking about is called The Last Movie Star. I no, he I heard about that. I did hear where, I saw the trailer for it, but I never saw as it. As a matter of fact, the clip's on YouTube where you can see him talking to himself in the Trans Am. Did did you Pretty see well. it? Did you like I would it? Definitely check that out. I saw it because Burt Reynolds was in it. It was okay. It, you know, it kind of meandered a little bit because 
you really plan on and Bert was slowed down and you know yeah you know it's funny because again in doing research for this I was watching all kinds of YouTube videos of him in his later years and it, it, it was just like you know he looked frail he slouched down you know it was hard to watch and then you watch him in the movie and he's like in all his vigor you know well like you said I mean he, you know he got hurt took a yeah. lot of you know the medicine and all that I'm Lonnie the whole Anderson, thing I was just gonna wear say him out. the Lonnie Anderson debacle that happened Oof. In the oh, 80s or 70s, that whole paternity suit or whatever suit they went through. Um, yeah, he'd been through a lot. And um, I don't think he liked his performance in Boogie Nights, Al. Um, but he didn't he like the movie. He said he didn't like the movie. He was fighting the director all yeah. the time. And, and he uh, was really good in that. He was great. I really thought he was He was good. really good. Yeah. But that's Bert. You know, Bert didn't I don't think Al even and... paid attention to that. Al, you were 17, right? What were you paying attention to? Uh, I think girl? I was paying attention to uh, Heather Graham. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, we could do a podcast on her. Oh, I love her. Hey, we get her as a guest. Oh, don't tease me. <laughs> she might do it. She's in, um, um, have you guys She's been... in Twin Peaks as well. She was in Twin Peaks? Yeah, at the very end of the second season. And she was in Fire Walk with me for like five, five seconds. She's on that uh, TV series, um, Get Shorty, that's on Epic. Oh, she is? Yeah. She's famous for uh, starring in a sitcom that lasted one episode and then got canceled. Oh, really? Yeah. What film was that? Uh, oh, it's, it's her name's in the title. I can't remember the name of it. No one mentioned Mike Henry as the son. Who well, played Tarzan. That was one he thing was I didn't understand about. So was Sally Field marrying Buford's son? Yes. yes. Why was Buford so upset that she left him? She walked like, out of, he because walked he embar- out, she embarrassed him. She walked out of just the middle embarrassed of the Buford. Yeah, and she embarrassed okay. her his son. We spent forty dollars on signs in the town. Yeah, we, spent- yeah, but yeah, we, we he, haven't he, talked about Jackie Gleason other than that. But he doesn't I even like his own son because Jeffrey he's like out, he's talking about how he's going to punch out and everything. It's like I think he had an unnatural. Um, desire for his would-be daughter-in-law i can't believe we are from the same lawns as me i'm gonna oh, go yeah, home he, t- and he talks about punch punching his wife in the mouth, mouth i'm gonna go home and punch scared. your mother in the mouth no we haven't really talked about jackie gleason we, al brought it up a little bit because he hadn't seen him anything but he he's the second he's the other big star in this movie right i mean without him you don't it, without I think him, it loses. this movie wouldn't have been as successful as that's right movie. that's right now he knew that he believed that because he, the other two sequels, like you said, he starred in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you couldn't but, have one without the other. Plus, if you're going to do an unscripted movie, he, yeah, he had lived everything of improvisation. He improved all his lines. Yeah. So, I mean, I, mean I, think, I think Mike Henry had like five lines in the whole movie. He was just reacting to him. And even some of the stuff, like when he backed up and got thrown over the hood, and you can see it's him. Holding on to the hood. Or his hat flies off. Daddy, my hat. Oh, that, okay, so that's something I didn't remember that I thought was hilarious. Every time they drove, once the roof got chopped off, What's he's his, holding yeah. his hat down. Right. I thought that was so funny because they never stopped doing it the whole time. Yeah, he was good. No, he was good. And, you know, it's amazing. Um, this was considering a guy who was a big star in the 50s, the early 50s. And Biggest. These, like, variety shows. Yeah. And, and 1977 this like introduced them to a whole new audience that's right after the audience ever went away because the honeymooners were always playing but you know for him as a movie star contemporary movie yeah, star. but he wouldn't have i wouldn't have jackie gleason didn't mean anything to me like yeah. i knew about honeymooners but this one okay it, and i was 77 so i was 10th grade what's that 15 years old yeah, yeah. 
So that's when I would have been introduced. Yeah, most people's only knowledge of him would have been the honeymooners in black and white. Yeah, Not because I had seen show. the hustler meant nothing to me at that right. point with Paul Newman. Yeah. Um, so that's that was my first you know view of Jackie Gleason. Now again, let's get back to the redneck thing, bringing up Jackie. And all wait, wait, stuff. one other thing about Jackie Gleason. So they had to dub him uh, on TV. In fact, they dubbed some a bitch. He, they wouldn't even let him say that. I, it was some something really stupid that they said. But it was the guy, the second guy who played Fred Flintstone, dubbed it for the TV <laughs> versions. Nice. Because Fred right. Flintstone was based on Jackie Gleason. Right. Yeah. The honeymoon. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But this, do you think this movie was making fun of people from the South? No, I'm, I'm nodding my head. It was making fun of the cops. It wasn't making fun of people from yeah, everybody the makes fun of cops. It was making fun. It really was only making fun of one cop. It wasn't making fun of all the cops. Well, they all slid off, and you well, know, none of them could making, drive. I mean, they were, you know, they all do that, right? So, so they do that in all movies, right? Right. So I, I think they were making. Well, fun I, of I, one. I think. I think for me, like I respected the state cop who was trying to get Jackie Gleason to stop, but right. then he like backs he, down as soon right. as like Jackie Gleason right. flies that up. That little the guy's handle. in Hooper too. Yeah, he plays the uh, assistant director, right? Right. I mean, I guess that's one thing I really didn't buy about this movie is like Jackie Gleason being a sheriff from Texas, actually traveling traveling through all these states and acting like he uh, he owns the everything. That's the point of his character, <laughs> right? <laughs> I am Buford T. Justice. That's it. I mean, yeah, that, but that's the absurdity of the movie you're taking. That's it. They got no yeah, respect I know. for the law. The only car <laughs> that wasn't crashing was the Trans Am. All the other cars are sliding off the road. One car actually jumps, hops into a, the back of another truck. That's still yeah, that, I, that I buy. <laughs> of course. Well, the character, the Jackie Gleason character, I always think about the Southern Sheriff that was in Live and Let Die. You know, the oh, James yeah. Bond movie. Yeah. And then he also showed up in Man with a Golden Gun yeah. in Thailand on vacation because he was such a hit in the first movie. They had to figure some crazy way to get this character to Thailand. Right. But And he was in, he ended up in that guy playing Buford T. Justice type guy in one of the sequels. Yeah. He actually was one of the guys chasing probably him. <laughs> now, the band that you know, was... It's the, like that were, they were definitely making fun of Southerners in... Um, the James Bond movie. Yes. But uh, Gleason brings, you know, Gleason makes him a more well-rounded character, you know, <laughs> in, that, in the sense that he, he's, he's his own man. He's not just a stupid son. Oh, he, that's what he you mean layers. by well-rounded. He had layers like an onion. Yeah, know? like when he comes out <laughs> with the roll of toilet paper trailing him at that, yeah. the diner. The... <laughs> when, he's, yeah. when he's eating the, the Diablo sandwich and spilling all Getting all over him. him and, yeah. Let me get that for you. Well-rounded. <laughs> Ah, uh, so am I. You see, I'm doing my you for justice imitation right now. I thought you'd come with a little pen. It says justice. That's what I was yeah. waiting for. <laughs> now, the bandit character was originally written for Jerry Reed. Really? And that, yeah. And then oh, when Bert when Bert decided to do it with uh, with uh, his director, he had a call. The director had a call uh, Jerry and say, "Yeah, you know, now you're going to be um, what was his name? Snowman." Now you're going to be the well, snowman. Was, now, was why Jerry was he the snowman? Hmm. White hair? Probably White doing hair? a lot of coke. Maybe. I'm thinking maybe there might have been a drug connection there. All those kids and the way that house was run. And... Well, who, was Jerry Reed a bit, like a big star or something? Like, who, Did he no, do country, a lot of films? Can I, tell you, can I tell you my Jerry Reed story? Yes, let's hear it, Sean. Okay, I didn't meet Jerry Reed, but when I first had a real agent in Hollywood, you know. and oh, people, You know what? Where's my I, bell? I forgot I, my bell. <laughs> 
my first big script. And um, my agent's like, who do you see in the ro role? And there was a third role in it, a guy from Texas. He goes, who do you see there? And I said, Jerry Reed. And he's like, Jerry Reed? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you're kidding, right? I'm like, no. It's like, we're not going to try to get Jerry Reed in this movie. So, what year was that? This was probably 92. Okay. But you, Jerry Reed would have been perfect for it. <laughs> but he, question, had, he, had a, he had a couple of hits in the 70s. Yeah. Musical hits. Yeah. He did the, uh, he wrote Guitar Man, the big hit for Elvis. Well, it was a, you know, was it? Had he done other movies before this? I don't remember seeing him. I'm in not anything. sure, but he was really yeah, good. Yeah, he did, but I don't remember what they were. He yeah. was also the coach in uh, The Water Boy. <laughs> okay. Another one. Remember that? I, I haven't seen any of those movies. Sorry, you haven't seen The Waterboy? No. That, my agent. You know. Waterboy is a, so the other thing about this movie. It's a I've, modern classic, Ralph. I've never shot a movie, but uh, Hal Needham said that we usually shoot three pages a day. They were shooting 16 pages a day on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but what were the pages? One sentence long? I mean, probably. How many lines could have been on that? Sa Bert and Sally talk. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, that was a sweet little thing they did, a love story they did. And the whole well, take. You, My favorite, you know, the, the line about, you always wear that hat, you know, that's cute. Take your hat off. Yeah, take your hat off. Now, apparently, Sally Fields was kind of bitter with Burt Reynolds after this. Well, yeah. She did um, Heroes, which was a really good movie. She did the end, she did Hooper, and then she did Norma Ray, which was, I did see in the movies, so it was a great movie. She won the Oscar. Yeah, and then. Burke convinced her to do Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> Burke convinced her to do that? Why would he do that? That's what I heard. Why would that movie be made? Well, because of Poseidon, he's like, Poseidon Adventure was a huge hit. You got to do Beyond the Poseidon. Well, and it had Michael Caine in there, so that guarantees Michael Caine. something, yeah. right? And, and he was looking for a hit after Jaws 3. Loki and the oh, Bandit 2. Acros, which I didn't see. Then she did like Absence of Malice, you know, which was, which was excellent. Which was excellent too, and um, then you know two films later, she's places in the heart another big movie for romance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, she did. You know, she had an amazing career. She was a great actress. She could play comedy. She could play drama. She could do it all. You know, and she was very cute. She's still doing it. She's on a series now. I just saw on uh, Showtime or something with yeah. um, the guy from. Um, Sarah Marshall. What's that guy's name? The Muppet. Oh, oh yeah. Jason, uh, what's his name? Jason, Jason Siegel. He Siegel. produced it. He's producing it. She's doing it with him right now. She was Aunt May in the second Spider-Man remake. Yeah. I like the new Aunt May, though. Yeah, I agree with Ralph on that one. Every, every, everyone in those movies likes the new Aunt May. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's, uh, Here's a free dessert. Like Why am I getting a free dessert? I'd like to do a whole podcast on her if we could. And Marissa Tomei. Yeah, and just show uh, when the before the devil knows you're dead. We'll just show that movie as a yeah. primer. Did you watch? Did you see the wrestler? Yes, she was in that. Yeah, I don't remember that. I remember her in Before the no Devil Knows You're Dead. Please, I just watched my cousin Vinny. Oh, oh, she's so she's, good now. She's great. I, I know. know. Anyway, back to back to Sally. I know. So we're going. Why would else? she? I know. I get it. Sally, Sally, Sally. I gotta get back to. I mean, yeah. Why would she be pissed at him? She created. She made him. She was a superstar well, because of him after you do norma ray and get an oscar nomination your next film comes out is a monster flop they all do that based, like, on, like, based on a film beyond the Poseidon adventure it isn't like it came out a year after the Poseidon. no it was and it's a terrible movie and it came out like years later it's yeah like, michael kane miss getting 
Michael Caine missed getting his Oscar for Hannah and Her Sisters because he was doing Jaws 4. Yeah. Revenge. So, Classic. Yeah, what are you do? He said he needed, he needed another house somewhere, so he did that That's movie. right. That's right. <laughs> you know, maybe she... He did say that. But she... Um, she's She maintained her... I think she's maintained her status as... You know, obviously she's not the box office star she would be younger, but she's maintained her status as a... As a you know, like a real good actor that sure, sure I think so. She's I mean, got she a good Twitter. Played, you know, with Spielberg. You know, she played. You know, Mrs. Lincoln. Oh, that's right. She played Forrest yeah. Gump's mother. Yeah, Mary Todd. Mary Todd. You know, so but, I mean, she she has really held on to her um, held on to her status. I think she's done. A great wait, job. wasn't she in some TV movie where she had to like go to Iran or something to get her kid? No, back? that was a, not that without was, my yeah. daughter. Not without my daughter. That was a theatrical movie. Yeah. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, I saw it in the theaters. So, um, yeah, she's Miss da- Mrs. Doubtfire, you know. So Mrs. Doubtfire. Her part in Heroes was basically the same thing. She played a runaway bride who Henry Winkler meets, and he's yeah. a little poopy in STD. Yeah, and she uh, romances him. She she's great, but Bert. Nobody can top Bert. I don't think there's anybody now. This film is all yeah, about... I thought Brad Pitt is your new... Uh, Brad Pitt is my new Even man Brad guy. Pitt's not like Burt Reynolds. No, nobody can top Burt Reynolds. You just I can't. Is it, is it because of the mustache? It's because uh, of If that would be true, then it would look cool on you. Yeah, you, yeah it would work for you. <laughs> <But> that's, <laughs> a couple years, maybe. Yeah. All um, right. I got no. to put some uh, Miracle Girl on it. So see what happens. <laughs> nobody can top Burt Reynolds' personality, I think. And you saw the smile that I showed you. That's why. That's that's it right there. Because he's looking at you, and you think he's looking at you, and you think he's. <laughs> you get a and, little butterflies in your stomach. I do a little bit, and he's probably doing the movie because he knows <laughs> you're going to like it. He yeah. just comes across it? as he doesn't take himself very seriously. He probably did, and yeah. probably does. But his screen persona was like, "Hey, we're just having fun. I don't take everything too seriously." I think that was part of his charm. And that's what he was doing on Johnny Carson yeah. and everything he did. Um, the, 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 you mentioned the centerfold cover. He didn't take yeah. himself too seriously, but right. he also knew what he was doing. And it just, yeah. I don't, I seriously, name one, act. name somebody who you think has the charisma that he had. Sean, you've been around a little longer than I have. <laughs> Ke- Kevin Sorbo, right, Sean? Yeah, Kevin Sorbo. Mm. Now, I've never worked with Kevin. Oh, yes, I did. Sorry. Yes, I did work with Kevin. Smith. I mean, Main Street. I mean, actors who you would say could <laughs> could top Burt Reynolds. Actor now at his prime. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can't think of anybody because um, no one has that tut flair for comedy. Could still play action and still have charm. You, you know, like I think George Clooney kind of has some charm, but he can't. He's not action. You know. You know, it's funny you mentioned him. I don't feel it. Just doesn't feel as genuine as what. Even what Brad Pitt does oh, yeah, feels yeah, more yeah. genuine than what George Clooney does. George Clooney is it, seems like he's is, is this a that. time and place kind of thing? Like that 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 was the seventies and you can do that, but now it's like, you know it's well, just a different time now, period, so there's gonna be different types of people. Except now people have more access to you personally than they ever did. Look at what's going on now. Every actor has a Zoom thing going like we're doing. Yeah. Because they're all trying to stay connected. They're they're, they're with way us. More connected. They're with us. Right. And he didn't, you know, he did it in a time when there wasn't Twitter, when there wasn't, Jesus, cell phones. He, you know. But he was willing to make food. He was eating for breakfast. When he used to go to those talk shows, he he was self-deprecating. You know what I mean? The the actors today won't do that. They don't want to look bad. They almost never want to look bad. And he was like, he threw it to the wind back then. Yeah. So it is, 
it is a little bit about the times, but it's also personality. I mean, you know, he had it and today they're, they, I think they take themselves way too seriously. Um, he just always looked like he was having fun. Awesome. That's what I think. And even when he was doing this, like even Sharky's machine, which is dead serious. There's not a joke. There's a couple of humor. There's a little humor thrown in just because he always does that when he's dealing with his old buddies that he's hired as actors. But even when he's trying, he, Deliverance was probably the most just straight up serious that I can remember that had no jokes at all in there. No humor, no. Um, but that's the tone of that whole movie. Um, but he, yeah, you could always know that he's, and even when he didn't wink, you knew he was winking. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. In the old days, like in classic Hollywood, and it continued through to the 70s, actors could play the same role over and over again. And that was considered a good thing. You know, you played towards type. Burke played Burt Reynolds. Right. He played that That's guy. true. John Wayne was always John right. Wayne. In every Very true. He was in. And nowadays, the actors all want to challenge themselves. So you walk in and you don't know what you're going to get in a Brad Pitt movie or a Leonardo but DiCaprio movie. Conversely, you do know with a Rob Schneider movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes right. being, playing your same character doesn't always work for you. Right. St- Stallone tries to... But it's always Stallone, I think. But you know, you're 100 percent right. I don't think they could well, get a. Stallone you couldn't get away with that now. That period. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Didn't what movie did he do with Burt? Was that City Heat? No, that was um, Clint Eastwood. Didn't he do a movie with Stallone, Burt? I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay, Bert, maybe. Uh, maybe no, not. not that I remember. Unless he, no, he wasn't an Oscar, right? Ooh, that was awful. Anti-Oscar. They should have called that. Yeah. <laughs> Never no, maybe it was with... Don't Throw Mama from the Train. Yeah. No, I don't or, forget uh, any sorry, with Stop uh... or My Mom Will Shoot. Yeah, sorry. Stop or <laughs> My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> All classics. All classics. I think, I don't know, I don't know how much more I can say about this, except that Burt Reynolds was great, Sally Field, mm, and Trans Am. It was all about charisma. My wife said, you know, the cars are a character in this film. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a Absolutely. But, she, you know, it's funny – my wife didn't like the movie and she's like, I think she didn't like that period. And she's like, that's at the time where I really didn't like country music when this movie came out. So she didn't like the movie. She didn't see the movie. And she didn't also like the CB craze. And this was that. Uh, that's movie. the other thing that started too. Didn't it start the CB craze or yeah, had it already been? Um, Convoy. Was yeah. Convoy. Own. When was that? Up? That Chris Christopherson. Uh, wasn't it 75, 76? So yeah, the song came out before that. Convoy. No, 78, the movie came out. So I guess it's all Yeah, so this started. I oh, mean, the I, movie was out a year or two before. I are mean, you saying the song The yeah, song was out in 78? No, the movie came out in 78. So you'd think it was at least a year and a half after the song. It takes a little while to get Sam Peckinpah to direct. Con- Sam Peckinpah? To- Wait, he directed Convoy? Yes, he did. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't remember any slow mo oh, murder man. shots in that. Were there slow mo death scenes in that? No, movie? just the wheels. The wheels turning were slow mo. <laughs> Chris Christopherson. Oh, yeah, I remember him in that movie. I don't remember Peckinpah directing that. Well, he directed the uh, oh, I... uh, James. Um, what do you call it? The western that Chris Christopherson did, where he played Jesse James. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Wasn't that Peckinpah? Yeah, that was Peckinpah. Yeah, so maybe he did Convoy as a favor. Yeah. Maybe you know, I don't remember that. Was often in the wilderness. All right. Well, know? listen, this was awesome. I yeah. hope Sally Field, you watch this because I still have a huge crush. 
you know, you might want an older guy now. I don't know. Why don't you, why don't you send her a DM on Twitter or something? Yeah, maybe I will. Send her this podcast, see what isn't, she thinks. How old is Sally Field? Isn't she in her 80s? Who cares? No. Who cares? She's not in her 80s. How old is she? Care if she and was. I'm a younger man. She might like that even more. <laughs> Who would care if she was? Yeah. Wow. If that's the case, I'm a perfect. I'm perfect for her then. Nice. So, yeah, I, I, like, I, I have all this. <laughs> you do have a killer laser disc collection. <laughs> that's that'll this go along. Was, sun, lightning in a bottle. Or that's have, exactly right. Yeah, this movie. Right place, right time, right people. Hal Needham, right place, right time. Um, yeah, it's all 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 good. Um, I think I think we left one character out, one important which, character. Which character do we leave out? That would be Fred, the Basset Hound. Oh, Fred the Basset Hold Hound! Over your ass, Fred. Do you guys know how they I found that Basset Hound? Yeah. There's a great documentary on the DVD. They did a uh, dog contest in Florida. They got everybody together, and Burt Reynolds could pick the dog that was going to be in the movie. And he picked. <laughs> he said he picked the foulest one that wouldn't listen to anything. <laughs> Wouldn't do and anything the, they asked the dog to do. Right. And that's because the let's one pick that one. one. Right. So, <laughs> Fred, get a cheeseburger for Fred. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fred was great. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I forgot about him. <clears throat> yeah, what a, you know. And one of the cops, one of the uh, state troopers ended up becoming Burt Reynolds' bodyguard that protected him for the next 10 years. Or yeah. So. The, uh, the uh, what's his name? The state trooper. The one, Jackson, seemed, is that the one that seemed taller. You seemed taller yeah. on the oh that guy. The African American cop. <clears throat> that makes he was sense. A, he was a football player. Yeah, and Bert was a football player. Yeah, too. he had a knee injury. Yeah. But as he said, I because I, I, I read Bert's uh, memoir, which was very good. He was often very generous, but he wasn't afraid to say something about people he didn't like either. <laughs> but he said one thing was, you know, to go onto the set of like. Um, longest yard to say and have people say you know he played college football and all he's like and they were all pro players you know the guys who weren't the actors and all and he goes everybody wanted to take a hit at him <laughs> just to show him he wasn't a pro you know yeah. he, wasn't at that level. he probably learned his lesson by the time they did semi-top you know another great movie by the way we'll have to do that someday all right i think we've well, i want to oh. we, we do have to see for hassan we do have to go, and we do have to see it long as we are. No, we do not. Oh, love that movie. Although Burt Reynolds is in that. Yeah. yeah. So maybe. Love that movie. Maybe we'll do that. I love your hat. Uh, we'll do that only for Hassan. Mean machine. mean machine. Mean machine. Good hat. All right. So, John, my brother, will bring the next movie to the uh, table. Don't we have to rate if we liked it or you not? Are, you know what? I forgot the rundown. Thank you, John, for reminding <laughs> me. Sean. Yippee ki yay yay yay! Wow, it's a big, big one. Al, uh, I will say yippee ki yay as well. I think everyone should see it once. Interesting. <laughs> no matter how ring. old. These are ringing endorsement. Yippee ki yay! Come back. Yippee ki yay! Come back. Got a ten four, big brother, little brother. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, of course, yippee ki yay. Um, how this could I not? Rock me in the cradle. Yeah, like I said, I almost retroactively took them away based on the sequels, but couldn't do it. The original, still the original. Let it stand on its own. Stand on its own. It definitely, um, yeah, great movie for me in, in tenth grade, and uh, still remember it fondly. So, and I have it, of course, on 
all formats, including Laserdisc. So, yeah. <laughs> that says a lot. Do you have it on 8mm? You know what I do have on 8mm? Super 8. I have Star Wars on Super 8. No way. Yeah, it's about eight minutes really? long. It's just like you said. It's wow. just certain <laughs> clips. You, get, you, it's, you break it out of a Viewmaster? <laughs> I, got, I got projectors, but there's sound on it, too. I think it might be is wow. it 16 or no, it's Super 8. Yeah. Super 8, probably. Yeah. They didn't release wow. the condensed version on 16. No. So, okay. Now, John, since we've given our ratings, tell us the movie you are going to grace us with next time. Okay, I thought long and hard about this, and I, I was going to go classic or I was going to go obscure. I decided to go classic, but I want to tell you what my obscure one was. Okay. It was a movie, 1976. It was called The Big Bus. Oh, I love were, The Big Bus. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to have everybody watch that, a nuclear-powered bus. Hilarious movie before Airplane, but it was Airplane. Master films, yeah. I went with a classic. It's black and white. Oh, God. It's 1951's The Thing from Another World. You got oh, hey, I have that on laser. Yeah, I get that I'll on LD. Right classic, classic movie. Adult science fiction. James Arness uh, is a vegetable. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> it wasn't directed by uh, Howard Hawks, but it really was directed by Howard Hawks. Yeah. If you watch the movie. Christian Knight. Yeah, but you could tell it's a Hawks movie. But uh, I just think it's a classic. Uh, it takes it subject matter seriously at a time when they really didn't take it seriously, sci-fi. So that's the one I'm recommending. I, I, I'm assuming you've seen Carpenter's version, right? I have. Okay. I have. We, I'm sure we could get into that during the discussion. Yeah, I think we should. But it's a completely different – that was actually much closer to the book. Yeah. Uh, Carpenter's version. But I, I love this version. For a bunch of reasons. Which we'll I think that now. was number three of my favorite horror films of the um, and science fiction films of the 50s. Which one? This one? Yeah. Or the Carpenter one? Yours. The original. Oh, good. Cool. Man, you'll kiss anybody's ass, won't you? <laughs> no, look it up. It's on my blog. <laughs> number three. It's number three. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm you look that up. Is there another thing movie? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, there was another thing movie. Okay. Um, and guys, like after we get off this, I'm going to send you the clip of the little Star Wars thing in Smoking the Bandit, okay? So look for that, and maybe on the next I, podcast I think you're we'll full play of it, Ralph. We're gonna, I'm Ralph, gonna find it. the people gonna, who can't, who weren't on this call today, would you please make sure they get the movie so they know to watch it before the actual broadcast? I have to convert it from Laserdisc. <laughs> that movie, you can get that movie on uh, Amazon Prime. You can probably get it on Netflix. Well, these guys can all spend the $3 to rent a movie. Hey, I spent the $3 to rent uh, this one. Smoking it. But I, you could have borrowed my laser disc. Yeah, but we're in the corner. Oh, that's right. I can't pass that along anymore. <laughs> that is correct. Well, gentlemen, next week we'll have, hopefully, Wojo will be here. Hassan will be back. This was a good one. All guys. Al, you stepped it up today, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Thank you. You, you got it going on, brother. I don't know if I, if there was any misogyny in this movie. I know there's a slight tinge yeah, of racism. Yeah, there was a little bit. A little bit? A little bit? Who cares? But it was the times. It was yeah, good. exactly. 1977. <laughs> Please. I think we all haven't even shots with her bending over the seat. Well, they implicitly say, hey, nice ass. Yeah. And they both said, both of them, if you notice, Bert says, yeah, thank you. And she goes, and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> they both said thank you. I think well, I think I, I, I think I made the comment to uh, Kara. It's like, that was the time. Those were the times that you could compliment a lady on her derriere. A lady, that's right. <laughs> Not anymore. Can't do that anymore. 
You have to ask first. Compliment a guy. No. I mean, I'm on work. You say something. All right, we got to end this. I got to go to a choke and puke and get some food, okay? Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'll talk to you guys next time. Catch you. All right. Good one. Over and out. Over and out.